Pete, is that something that we could do, possibly? <laughs> and uh, he's like, uh, it doesn't really make sense, but yeah, let's do it. Welcome, Modern Talkers. This is Modern Talk. You don't know but i haven't done this for a few weeks because of the holidays and stuff um but i'm happy to be back and therefore we have a lot to talk about um and it's not going to be as deep maybe but i hope it will be um because uh because there's so much to go over um usually there's just a week's worth of stuff to go over but um this you know it's been like a month i think since i recorded which is kind of crazy. Um, not not a, not a full month, I don't think. Anyway, so um, so I'm making a podcast now, and that's what I'm doing right now. Um, <laughs> uh, so I want to catch you up on that. This is kind of reverse chronological order, just because that's how we're gonna do it. And um, I, when I got here, I was like, oh, I probably have so much written down that I could talk about. And then I had two things, and I'll read it to you right now. Cue the airplane. Um, <laughs> uh, making a bed. Don't know what that means. And sheet story with Ricky. Um, which every, all the modern talkers, dedicated ones, know who Ricky is. He's the co-host of this podcast. He's never here. And um, it's sort of a running joke. I wash my sheets once once a week because it's just a nice habit, I think then you just keep it nice. Like when I get out, I don't throw the covers everywhere. I like, I, I slink it down, get my feet out and then that's it. And then it comes back down and it's basically where it's supposed to be. It's just not, um, just not like flat and nice and perfect. Um, and the, the the roof is creaking especially a lot today which is great i love that um i don't know why that is uh i don't know how to stop it unless we get a new roof um or we soundproof from the inside which you know either of those things will never happen so i don't know i don't know what that's about it's like it's like an aluminum roof or something. I think that might be part of it. I don't know. Um, uh, I wanted to address because I didn't write it down um, that uh, kickball last night because another plane, dude. So much noises. So annoying. Kickball last night. We played um, uh, the best team and then like the top two or three team. Um, and uh, and it was a massacre, but um, we we didn't play like super poorly. It was pretty wet out there, um, so that was I think part of it. But they played in the same conditions, you know. But um, and like the the best team that we played was the undefeated is the undefeated six and zero. Well, now eight and zero, or yeah, probably. Um, 
and uh, and if you if you don't lose a game in a season, you need to go to the league above because we're on like the B or C, you know, class or whatever. So if you don't lose, you have to go up. Like that should just be a rule. And if you lose every game in the top one, you're allowed to go down. But um, <laughs> I don't know, it just seems really, really cut and dry to me. We played the like top three team or whatever first. They won all but two games, I'm pretty sure. Um, so uh, so I, I lead off and, um, and I kicked it. It wasn't an especially crazy kick, but uh, it was, like I said, especially wet. So um, I told our guys like, hey, and girls, um, it's wet, so like take advantage of that. Uh, let's be the team to to take advantage of that and not like make excuses and be losers about it. Um, so I think that's a big thing with um, like our team is uh, we have like a loser's mentality. Like there are a couple uh, um, calls that were close and we didn't get them. Not that that would have affected the outcome of the game at all, but um, they're like, oh, and and like I know at least one of them was the correct call, you know, like in my from what I saw, it was the correct call, and I like to think I'm unbiased, you know, because I don't really care. That's like out of my if you didn't make it, you didn't make it. What are you gonna do? So, um, and that's, that's something that I thought of, but I didn't like have the courage or whatever to say to the team is like, we know this is going to be a really hard two games because we play two games in a row. Um, and, uh, but only focus on what you can control, play the best that you can. And if they play better then so be it, but just, just do the best that you can. Um, and the rest like takes care of itself. It's none of your concern, really. Um, so that's a life lesson. Um, but the the first um, the first game, my first at bat, and since I lead off, I was the first person. Um, I kicked it, and like I said, it was wet, so I the guy didn't catch it, but he probably should have. And then, um, but like it bounced off of him weird, and so I just ran all the way around the bases and got it inside the park home run. And that was the only run that we scored, I think all night. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it was really peaked really early and then just straight down. Um, and after it happened, I was like, oh cool. Like that'll set the tone. Hopefully people won't be like losers about everything now. Um, but uh, we still were, so that's good. Um, I don't know how to fix that. Like, I stay positive, but people are still negative. And like, I want my positivity to be infectious, but sometimes I think it's like, people need to balance it with negativity or whatever. But if anything, I feel like I'm balancing the negativity with positivity. Cause I could be negative. I love being negative more than I should. And, uh, but, I feel like I'm the, um, I don't know what to call it. Like I'm the balloon 
in <laughs> if there's like a hole I'm a balloon so like if there's a hole for negativity I'll I'll blow up the balloon and fill that space I don't know if this is even making sense but um, I'm trying to think of a different analogy but so I could I could fill any role I feel like um, but I feel like there's space for the positive um, good guy or whatever so I'm filling that space but I could definitely be like the Joker where it's like chaotic evil or whatever I could totally do that because um, I'm versatile you know um, but the team obviously needs MVP stud uh, positive person so that's who I am um, and uh, I really I really like being it's fun because I, I, I keep thinking like man, it'd be cool to be on a team that was competitive <laughs> every game. Um, uh, and like, I think, you know, we have a chance to win every game just because it's kickball and like, there's so many stupid things that could happen. Um, so I think any game is kind of a coin flip uh, if if you always stay focused and locked in. But, um, but I think about, oh, that'd be cool to play on a team where everyone's like almost as good or as good as me. But then I'd miss being like the superstar hero <laughs> that I am right now. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I just think about that a lot. Um, it's nice to like everyone's like, oh, he's the man. Um, you know, it's all good. We have Tommy on our team. We'll, we'll always like throw a couple punches as, as long as Tommy's on our team. Um, and that feels good. And dude, I play... Um, I play left field and uh, and I think I talked about how I hated being an outfielder um, but I basically have like the whole left side of the field is mine <laughs> uh, like you can't like I said your your only thing in to in the outfield for kickball is to not let it get past you um, so what I did actually last game, um, it bounced and it bounced way higher than I ever thought it could. And it actually went over me. I jumped and I missed it. And so I ran to get it. And because uh, I, I was, I ran to it fast because I thought I could maybe catch it, but then I realized I couldn't. So I slowed down and then when I, when it slowed down, um, it went over me, and uh, and when I went to run get it, run to get it, um, I I knew what I was gonna do before I touched it, which is a thing that sometimes I don't do, but um, I everyone needs to do, and that's another life lesson. Like know what you're gonna do with the ball before you touch it. Um, so as soon as I grabbed the ball, I turned around and threw it to first or third, and it was a laser, and I like didn't think about how to throw it sometimes like I have to be like okay you have to shot put it because it's a kickball you have to like push it more than throw it um and I threw a dart and uh the third baseman woman caught it and uh and then threw the person who was coming to third out and so that was really cool so it was like no harm no foul but I did let it get behind me um uh but like if it's in the air for like 
three or more seconds, I feel like I could catch any ball on my side of the field. Um, and uh, that's really, that feels really good to like be that for your team to, to lock down a whole side of the field. Um, and then I'm also back up for third base a lot, um, which any, you know, left fielder should do in my opinion or whatever. But um, yeah, so that's, that's all I think I want to talk about with that. Um, I'm excited to play again already. So um, the, the sheet story with Ricky is, uh, I feel bad because I don't remember it like specifically beat by beat, but we, we went to Sheets, <laughs> spoiler alert, uh, because that's the title of the story right now, Sheets Story with Ricky. Actually, Riggy is how I wrote it because that's a version of Ricky that I call him. Anyway, um, <laughs> this podcast is so silly, dude. Um, so we we went to Sheets because he wanted something and um, and when we got there, there were, it was like packed. There was like only one, uh, and it's like the local sheets that um, I grew up on and stuff. So it's like, has a special place in my heart, whatever. And they changed it so much, obviously, already, um, which is crazy and it's just how life is and stuff. But this was over the Christmas break. Um, and, uh, and there were so many people and Ricky was like, oh, I don't know about this, man. Like there's too many, people and it's gonna be anxiety and all that stuff and I was like dude you can't let this run your life like it was so much better in the moment um, because it was like relevant to what we we're talking about and like he needs to stand up for himself more um, he's learning so uh, I was like dude this is good practice for for like taking control of your life um, like you can't control how many people are here, but you can control what you want to get and how to get it. And, uh, and what you want to get is, you know, bubble gum or whatever it was. And, um, uh, it's probably beer. Um, <laughs> uh, so he, he was like, I know, man, let's just go somewhere else. Well, let's whip the Mickey's or something, uh, McDonald's. And, uh, <laughs> that's a translate for you guys. Um, and uh and so i was like no dude like i went into coach mode um like kickball mode uh and i was like no dude we're going in and we're gonna get your stuff and it's gonna be good you're gonna be glad you did it you know we'll talk to some girls whatever because there were like a bunch of girls in there and um and then he, he was still like no and uh and not that we I feel like I have to address, not that like we would ever talk to girls or have ever talked to girls, but um, <laughs> uh, I just thought it might be motivating or whatever. And um, and he, I got out of the car and he was still in the car and it was freezing because it was Pittsburgh in you know, December. And, um, and he's like, no man. And I like basically forced him to come out and then uh he was like definitely like guarded the whole time he was in there but um after that like oh that was amazing i can't believe we did that like it's so sad because it's such a low bar but um but i was really proud of him and i hope that helps uh, helps him 
going into the future, like he'll remember that moment and he'll have uh, old Rom in his head. He's Tick, I'm Rom, Rick and Tom, Tick and Rom. Have old uh, Rom in his head at, uh, telling him, you need to conquer your fears, take control of your life, let's go. Um, so I felt like a dad, um, <laughs> which was cool. Um, I'm getting evicted. Uh, the it's not really eviction, but it's just fun to say it like that. Um, I have to move uh, from where I'm living now, and it's uh, like a very generous what's it called um, rent discount. So I don't think I could live here anywhere else unless I get another job or something. But um, so the long and the short of it is, uh, I think I'm going to be moving somewhere else. I don't know if that's going to be back home, which I don't want to do because that feels like I'm going backwards in my life. Um, but money wise, I might have to do that. And I could stay here somehow, like I said, by getting another job or asking for raises in my other jobs or some other third option that I don't know about. Or I could go to a new city um, and just like really try it out. Um, but I'd have to get a job obviously there first, uh, but that'll be, it's exciting. Um, I'm actually glad that uh, the person I'm living with um, is kicking me out because it's giving me a great excuse to do something with my life. Like, this is great. I love this. Like, doing this every week, working on the podcast all the time, and then doing kickball and stupid stuff. Um, like, it's pretty awesome. Uh, I love it a lot, but it's not propelling me forward, I don't think. And uh, I think this will be a good excuse to do something. So that's obviously heavy on my mind. And um, and so I have to like redo my resume, all that stuff and apply to a bunch of different places. Oh, and uh, it was so cute, dude. I need I need Pete to send this to me. But, um, so I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but uh, not that much ahead. But Pete, Ben and I, so the Triarchs is what we call it ourselves. Um, it's like a monarchy with three people. Um, <laughs> We hung out at Pete's house. Ben was off uh, that week because it was like right after New Year's. And um, so we got to hang out together. And Pete made a uh, made a PowerPoint of why we should all live in Lynchburg together. And it was so cute, dude. And it made me so happy and it touched my heart and it made me feel like, wow, I have good friends. and. Um, like that's another one where I don't know if it'll propel me forward a, a super amount, but if I get the right job, like I would love to move there just to be with Pete and stuff all the time. Um, and not all the time, but uh, be have the option to, to hang out with him a lot, uh, which I hope would happen if we do that. Um, but he has a girlfriend and stuff and I wanna work, you know, a lot still. Um, but I'm afraid if I go there, I just want to hang out with him all the time and not uh, like do work, which is what happened when we were um, roommates, which was like a completely different time in both of our lives. So that probably wouldn't happen again. Um, 
and we wouldn't live together together like I would have my own place uh, but anyway so that was really cute so Lynchburg is like kind of my number one option right now if I can find a good enough job and then after that I guess number two would be any other place that I could get a job that would sustain I'm open to any city really like if I think it's a good job and it can propel me into a better like career path or whatever I'm good with it like Tulsa Oklahoma sure whatever Arizona cool it's hot snakes that'll be fun Idaho seems like nothing's there probably but I'm open to anything but on my second most probable option is home for a little bit until I can save enough money and then again it just feels like I'm going backwards but uh sometimes you have to go backwards to go forward so um the a big part of my life so far is trying to get back to normal uh because I was gone for like two and a half weeks or something I had a get right day where I did all my laundry um I cleaned up because there was stuff everywhere because I had new stuff from Christmas and old stuff that I didn't want anymore and my sleep schedule was all messed up because I was staying up late with friends and then getting up late because I was staying up late and uh, and so I got into this bad routine and um, you know I would do it the exact same way I think but now I just it's just you know, now that it, it's back to normal, I need to get back into waking up at six every day and uh, doing stuff like that. Um, but I feel like I'm still catching up. I think it's only the first week of, what what day is it? Yeah, it's January 11th. Okay, so way way, way ahead of where, where I thought it was. I thought it was like January 6th. Um, <laughs> uh, but I feel like I'm still catching up on my sleep from the two two weeks of, party time um so I'm still not back fully back to the way I was before I left uh I re-fell in love with pickleball I love pickleball it's so fun if you don't know it's like uh it's a cross between tennis and ping pong so um it's it's a little bit smaller than a tennis court and a lot bigger than a ping pong table um, but it's kind of like the game is kind of like you're standing on the ping pong table um, and um, and I'm really good at it and it's really fun and of course I'm good at it dude oh I'm good at it uh, <laughs> you get that? <laughs> it like keeps me active more and excuse to hang out with people and it's just fun dude what ignited that was Pete um, did it with his dad and uh, he was, he was like, felt like he was pretty good. And when the Triarchs came together, uh, he brought his pickleball stuff and he's like, oh, we should play pickleball. I fell in love with it. And I was like, of course, I, I, I used to play during the pandemic a lot. Um, and then I moved away. So then I didn't play it ever, uh, but I had my paddles with me just in case it would ever happen. And finally it, it was worth it to bring the paddles because uh, now I'm playing all the time. Um, and what was I gonna say? Shoot! Oh, so um, P 
Pete and Ben and I played a bunch uh, over those few days that we were together. And, um, and I was clearly the best. I only lost once and we played for like hours and hours and hours. Like if I had to guess at least four hours, um, at least, at least. Um, I think it's very safe to say, you know, I don't flimsy up the numbers, but I think it's safe to say at least five hours. Yeah, I didn't lose playing all those except once. And it was of course the last game. So I ended on a loss. So that felt really gross, but it was like, we were running out of time and I didn't want to be like, no, 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 we need to play one more time just because I can't lose. Um, and you know, you got to give them one every once in a while anyway. So, uh, so Pete was like, that's awesome because it makes me feel like not a total loser, even though I lost almost every time. Um, so it was kind of a win-win, whatever. Ben still didn't beat me, um, of course, but <laughs> um, now he's good too. Uh, but Pete's like a beast at ping pong and Ben's better at ping pong than me. Um, but I, I'm so lanky and long that um, and agile that uh, uh, I'm better. That's why I'm better, I think, at um, pickleball. And uh, and so uh, I asked everyone from I think it was like the day of or the next day that I got back from. No, it was like it was like two days later I got back from Pete's after playing a bunch with them. Um, I, I asked everyone from kickballs, like these people are into weird, like sports, kickball and pickleball are both like really weird fringe sports. So most likely, and it's like not super high octane or like demands super, um, fit people or whatever. Um, these, these two would probably line up like these the demographic, the, um, what is this called? Venn diagram? <laughs> uh, I had a hair <laughs> in my hand. The Venn diagram uh, of pickleball and kickball, you'd think it'd be a, a heavy overlap, but uh, I gave them the same day notice. So like, I was like, hey, later today, we're gonna go and buy, we, I meant me, and I was hoping other people would come. But uh, so I, we did that. I, I texted everyone individually because I, if you do the group text, no one texts back. Um, but if you do the specific text, then people text back and stuff. So, um, and all of them said I couldn't do it. So <laughs> uh, that was good. So only one one person ended up coming, and she had never done it before. Um, so it was obviously way better than her. And um, and so we played one on one for a little bit. And then, um, and then we saw people like hanging out by the next court and just standing there and we we're like, Hey, do you guys want to join in? We'll do a four and four. Like, I know you're waiting for something, but like, we'll just play until you're ready. And, uh, and they're like, no, no, that's okay. And we we're like, okay. Like, why would you not do that? There's like literally no downside. It's not like we're making you sign a contract to play for, you know, an hour together with us. Like you're literally just standing there. It's either standing there or playing with us. Like it's so weird. Um, so we're like, okay. And then we just kept on playing. And then like, actually, 
uh, we're part of a pickleball league, um, but if you want to join, you can. And we were like, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's better than just, you know, playing with, with each other and one-on-one uh, -on -one where I'm way better. Um, <laughs> I'm not as good as I'm saying I am. Like, I'm pretty good, but like, I'm not saying like, I never get a point on me or whatever, but uh, so, <laughs> so, so stupid. Talking about pickleball so much and kickball every week. So funny, dude. Oh my gosh, what is my life? But I'm not gonna be able to do this. Like once I move, like none of this stuff is gonna happen. It's so sad. So I'll talk about something else, stupid. Um, but uh, so they're like, yeah, it's a $5 drop in. And then if you guys wanna be members, that $5 goes toward the membership, which is uh, another $5 and you're like a full member and you can play for three months or something. Uh, and we're like, that's a pretty good deal. Let's do that. And so I'm part of the Grand Strand Pickleball community which is such a bad name obviously um but uh it's like g s p c like it's just ugly um but uh anyways the, you know i didn't join because of the name and um and so we played it's a round robin thing where everyone plays with everyone once and then at the end um they call it the big pickler of the week uh who won the most games um that week uh and and i well, i didn't win because you know it's a double so you can't uh you can't be everywhere at all at once um anyway so and plus obviously well i was gonna say some of the people are i feel like are better than me but uh um but that's like, I'm thinking like it's two on one, but maybe one on one would be better. Anyway, who cares? Uh, where am I? Who am I? What am I doing with my life? Oh, geez, the big question. Where am I going to live? Anyway, um, so so we did that and that was fun. And then um, I think I talked about, yeah, home group. Um, the home group had a holiday party, which was really cool. Oh, I should talk about that, dude. <laughs> so um they're doing a holiday party um which was everyone bring a food that's uh related to a holiday um so as a joke i said um i'll, I'll bring for saint patty's day i'll bring a bunch of beer um and it's a you know christian whatever church home group um so that would, would have been funny um and obviously didn't do that in real life, but I wrote down a bunch of other things that I could do and I'll list them, you know, in, in here uh, and even probably on the, on my website, tellmeweight.com slash podcast. And then this episode name or whatever uh, is how you find all this stuff. Um, if you're interested in that. Uh, anyway, so I, I, I put a lot of work into that and it feels like no one looks at it or like watches it or anything. So, um, so if you do listen to this and then want some supplemental stuff, go look on there. Um, if I reference it, I'll probably put it up. And if I didn't put it up for some reason, you could always Google it. 
because uh, that's just what I do and then I put it there for you you know for simplicity anyway um, or if it's not Googleable, I'll definitely put it up so uh, I put a list of things you could bring for different holidays and the one that was simplest and easiest uh, for me to do was um, <laughs> it's actually an old joke and it's terrible but um, uh, I remember Ricky and I like thought this joke was so funny in like middle school um, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's so stupid I came in with two pizzas and they're they're like, oh, you brought pizza. I was like, yeah, I, I did it for 9-11. And they're like, what? And I was like, yeah, I got two large planes. <laughs> it still makes me laugh, dude. I know it's traumatic to people and whatever, but like, you gotta joke about terrible stuff because of what's that's what connects us and makes us feel okay about tragedy, in my opinion. And you can have your own opinion. Um, uh, I think I like to think of myself as a sensitive person, but funny first. That's what I always say. Uh, I never, I don't think I've ever said that before, but that's a sentiment that I live by. Um, so uh, Pete and I went to Detroit. Why? Don't know. Um, so we, we had this really weird plan. So our friend uh, Ryan and Macy, friends Ryan and Macy, um, from college live there, but they already moved since we visited them, which was like a week or two ago. And, um, and yeah, less than two weeks ago. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I had never been to Detroit and I love Detroit pizza. Uh, and I was like, when am I going to have another excuse to go to Detroit? So, um, I was like, Pete, is that something that we could do, possibly? <laughs> and, uh, he's like, uh, it doesn't really make sense, but yeah, let's do it. Um, because, so the deal was, um, I came up from, this is going to be really long and confusing, and if you want to zone out, that's totally cool, but it's funny enough where I think some people will think it's funny. So, um, I'm going to do a little map. And it might be backwards for you, but that's okay. Um, so I'm in Myrtle Beach. He's in Virginia. I visited him on my way to Pittsburgh before Christmas. Stayed there a few days. And then he eventually went to New Jersey. <laughs> so this is me and this is Pete in New Jersey. Um, and then uh, after Christmas, uh, Pete came to Pittsburgh and we took one car to Detroit and and we stayed there for 36 hours about two nights and we got there late the first night and then we left New Year's Eve morning went back to Pittsburgh to pick up Pete's car and then we that was around noon we had lunch and then we drove down to Virginia again, where Pete lives, and because he had a, his church had a, um, a New Year's Eve like thing, um, so we got there at ten, 
we showered and then went to the thing like 30 minutes before the ball drop and then I went back down to Myrtle so it was like a really weird <laughs> uh, trip around the continent um, if you will and uh, it was really fun like I'm glad we did it and it was silly and uh, yeah I think I'm getting ahead of myself so that was just the overall funny funniness of traveling around but so when we got to Detroit um, we went to uh, Big Boy which is a thing there I've never been to a Big Boys and I've never seen a Big Boys in person I don't believe and we went to Tim Tim Hortons a lot because that was like a specific uh, Michigan thing it's like if you don't know what it is it's like a Dunkin except better in our opinion <clears throat> and uh, it's mostly in Canada but since Detroit's so close to Canada um, that's they just trickled down there so um, and I think they still have Dunkin's there for some reason but um, I feel like if, you, if you're doing that you might as well just have but anyway um, and then we got uh, Detroit style pizza which is what I wanted um, and honestly it was really good, but it wasn't better than, um, like the toppings and stuff were good, but like, just from like Pizza Hut, uh, I liked it just as much, I would say, um, which is sad, because I went, you know, all that way to, to Detroit and stuff, but Ryan and Macy, our friends are there, and we stayed at their house in a, in a blow up <laughs> air mattress, which is really fun. Um, <laughs> uh, and then I think that's partially why my sleep schedule didn't help because like I didn't sleep well in an air mattress that's like a queen at the biggest and I had to share it with my friend um, which I like doing I like sleeping with my friends what um, <laughs> it's like an inside joke whatever but uh, I guess I should explain it just Pete and I if if there's ever an occasion that uh, it'd be better or easier if we slept together than someone sleeping on the floor, we just always slept together. Um, and that was like a joke. And uh, and we, um, the first time we did that, we, we took our shirts off and then took a picture and then sent it to all the other friends in the house and was like, is it weird that we're naked? <laughs> And we weren't really naked, but we just um, had our shirts off. But anyway, uh, I don't I don't even know what I was saying. Oh, so um, not only were Ryan and Macy there, um, Pete's girlfriend lives there, and she was there because it was Christmas, so she was just chilling at home. And so that was like another reason why to go there. Um, so it wasn't just for pizza or just for um, the hilarity of it, um, so, and, like, a few days before, I got, uh, Detroit-style pizza with, um, Ricky, uh, at Caliente in Pittsburgh, and I, I don't know if that's a chain or not, I don't think it is, but there's a couple in Pittsburgh, and they're, they were, like, voted, like, best pizza, something, something, but we got the Detroit one, and that one was better than the one that I got in Detroit, 
And we went to one, I didn't do the research, but they, they told me like what the best one was and it was Buddies uh, in Detroit. And, um, and I don't know if that's like just the most classic place, like, or if it's the best place. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, the pizza was good and it was really fun. Just the act of going to get pizza in Detroit for Detroit pizza with, you know, Ryan and Macy and Pete and his girlfriend and then me by myself. Yes, dude. Um, we went to our big event in the full day that we were there. We went to Henry Ford's uh, Museum of American Innovation. I think that's what it's called. And um, so it wasn't just about like cars and stuff. It was like about American innovation and in you know in all time. So it was it was really cool. And it's the biggest indoor outdoor museum in the U.S. Maybe the whole the whole world. I don't know, but um, in the U.S. for sure. And uh, and it was rainy, so the outside wasn't even open. But that was you know whatever. It was so big inside that you didn't need to go anywhere else. But so the, the three big things that we saw that were really, really cool was um, the Rosa Parks bus. So the bus that Rosa Parks uh, said no to getting in the back um, was there. And it was like restored for some reason, like whatever, I guess. Um, uh, but it was really cool that you could like literally sit on the bus that you know, that happened. And they had like an old timey diner in there that was like functioning. And I really wanted to go to that, but I knew we didn't have time for it. They had like obviously a big car section. The car Kennedy was assassinated in allegedly or whatever. Um, that was really cool. So that was the second one. And then um, they had the chair that Lincoln was assassinated in. Like that was the coolest I thought. Like that is such a part of like American history. It was a rocking chair, I think, which was also interesting because um, he was like at a play or whatever. And you don't think of rocking chairs and plays, but he was in the special suite or whatever. So I guess that makes sense. Pete, his girlfriend, uh, Sarah, um, Ryan and Macy, who are married. And uh, and so they were like, obviously, it was like a really cute date and stuff for them. And uh, I was just by myself and like, you know, it was obviously not preferable, <laughs> um, but it really wasn't as bad as fifth wheeling can be. Um, they were still like inclusive and everything, but, and there was so much cool stuff that like, it was almost nice that I didn't have to worry about. Like sometimes I went away from the, both of them and just like looked at what I wanted to look at. Um, so in that way it was nice, but obviously, overall would have been nicer with um, someone to share it with um, and uh, but they were like um, like really touchy and um, cute you know and uh, and at one point they're like hey sorry if we're like too whatever and I was like no like I would be upset if you weren't touchy and cute like what's the point if you're you have a girlfriend or a partner and you're not like all cute with them at a museum. Like that's the whole deal. <laughs> um, like that's one of the perks of being in love and everything. So, oh yeah, so we did that New Year's Eve thing um, at Pete's church and uh, it sucked, but, um, <laughs> and people probably listen to this, but uh, it was, 
it was nice they had they were doing worship songs um which you know i don't like that music but um uh they it was nice that they had the screen behind them had um the ball drop like live or whatever but they didn't have any sound and um and they were singing over top during the ball drop. They were like, Jesus, you are the way, Jesus, you are the, they just kept, kept saying that, Jesus, you are the answer or something. They just kept repeating that line and um, over the ball drop. So that was like really anticlimactic and lame in my opinion. Um, but I, you know, given everything else that came along with that trip like that was part of the detroit trip like i said so um you know i'll take it i'll i'll have other um new year's eves allegedly um if i don't kill myself from stress from trying to figure out where i will have to live and stuff um it's but afterwards um after new year's eve and stuff uh we went to we were like oh we need to like do, do something else like even though we just drove for 10 hours no yeah over 10 hours um and the drive back was horrible dude it was raining the whole time and uh it was foggy like the last six hours and so and it was dark because we were driving all day. So it was dark, foggy, and rainy, like literally the worst three things besides black ice that could happen um, during driving. Uh, so that was unruly. <laughs> it's, it was really bad. Um, but uh, I guess we were like kind of jazzed up from, you know, from it being New Year's Eve. And so we we're like, well, we have to do something else. Like what else did we do? And we wanted to go to the tea room, which is the Texas Inn or something. That's the proper way to say, or the proper name of it. But um, we love the tea room. It's like a diner that has like no real seats. It just has the bar seating um, and it has good food and it's really quick and uh, and it just has a good vibe, like, I don't know. They have breakfast stuff, obviously, and um, burgers, like f famous burgers and stuff. Uh, so, so yeah, we, we love that place. We're gonna go there, but they were closed, which I respect because, you know, the workers wanna be, you know, celebrating. Um, so that was nice that they did that, but obviously wanted to go there. So our only option, I think would have been Waffle House and that's what we did so we went there and there's a cool guy that was waiting on us and um like usually you don't have cool people at Waffle House like it's usually like you know I want to be sensitive but like you know people that are down and out or like trying to figure stuff out and you know I'm trying to figure stuff out so you know I literally thought about um like working there at one point um but i was like i don't think i super need the money so i don't think i will but i went to one um like a while ago like i think i was still with my ex but um they were like hey they like my energy or whatever and they're like hey 
uh, are you looking for a job? Like we, we really need blah, blah, blah. And, and like, if you really need me, then I don't want to be there because I'm going to have to be overworked, you know, like if they didn't really need me to be like, okay, we'll give you some shifts. Like, that's what I would like. Um, but if they really needed me, they're going to work me a lot and harder than I should because of whatever. Anyway, so, um, uh, so that was fun. And the, the guy was nice and, um, it was a fun, like first meal of the, of the year or whatever. And as we were walking out, um, there was a girl alone in a, in a black, like really nice, like cut up the um, leg dress and she like came around a corner and she was laughing so we like assumed there are other people behind her but um she like once she turned the corner she realized she was like laughing way too hard to be alone <laughs> so she like laughed and was like Ugh. like i don't know it's just a funny interaction and then like we shared that moment like all of us um me pete and her and like, oh yeah, that's, you know, that's funny, whatever. And, uh, and then she had two other friends, both in like very similar black dresses. And we're like, oh, that's interesting. Like, where did they come from? Like, is there a party, like a black dress party? But there's only three of them. So it was weird. And then, and then as you know, all Waffle Houses have like no walls, it's all windows. And, um, and and so they sat down, I think, in our table, and um, and the same guy was waiting on them. And then there were like two really old, like '60s gray, like kind of fat, um, balding guys. Um, and these were girls, like attractive girls. And um, and they they walked in after the girls. And I was like, surely they're not together. Cause I thought they like interacted a little bit before they walked in, but I didn't know if it was like, oh, we're so funny. Like we're having so much fun, ha huh? And then the guys like try to get down on it and they're like, oh yeah, that's great. Uh -huh. um, but then the guys sat down with the three girls. There was two guys like that. And they sat down with the, the three girls. And we're like, there's no situation where that makes sense. Like, is it their dad? Like, I feel like their dads wouldn't look that bad, first of all, <laughs> if they're like attractive girls. And then um, like the math, like if it was like some really weird thing where it was like a three-way date and they were like in the older guys for some reason, like a, it was two and three, so that still wouldn't make sense. There was like no scenario where that made sense. And we are like, are they being trafficked or something? Like this is, makes us feel uncomfortable. And like, we think that they were drunk, which you know, everyone is that night, but whatever. Um, and so we were like worried, like, should we like try to, and then Pete said something that made me feel a little bit better that uh, the, um, the waiter is like so cool that he would have, like if he thought something was fishy, he would like probably step up and do something, but, um, you know, it could have been nothing. It could have been like, whatever, you know, it's their uncles that are really nice and sweet and that's what it is. But, um, 
but it just felt like really didn't the um you know attractive math age math all, all that didn't add up uh the time of night math you know um uh anyway so like i said we're going in reverse order but um christmas um ricky uh hung out with my family for christmas and ate dinner and stuff and that was really really fun um and i'm glad he came because uh, uh he doesn't have like his family doesn't do that um and uh so it was really nice that he came and like my family loves him and uh he feels the love and it's that's really nice yeah we hung out a bunch um over the like anytime i wasn't hanging out with someone i would just hang out with him and if someone canceled i would hang out with him and um so we hung out like at least four times nothing like super fun necessarily but we did uh we just like would go to sheets and then um hang out at his house and hang out at my house and i guess that was kind of it well it sounds really boring but um it was fun because just because it's him and um we have so much we have so much inside jokes and so much history and such a similar uh sense of humor that it's just like it's the best so um and then i had lunch with dylan if you you know if you're a loyal listener you know dylan um he's uh he's in atlanta still and um but more importantly what i wanted to say is we went to this bar at like 2 p.m um and uh to eat and um and just hang out and talk and uh and it was like a pretty small bar but um it was nice and um and he got uh this was right before yeah this was right before christmas and he got um i forget what it's called but it was like some christmasy beer and he said it was really good but um i just think just think it's funny that there's like christmas beers um but what i really want to say is we got s'more nachos right <laughs> um it's uh it's like regular like tortilla whatever's chocolate drizzle on graham cracker crumbles and toasted marshmallows that's all the ingredients right yeah so um the the actual chips were like really plain and like i think took away from the uh the magic of the s'more um but i think they probably thought it'd be too sweet if they did it any other way which you know if you know me it's never too sweet so um i think instead of the graham crapper crapper <laughs> graham cracker crumbles it should have been graham crackers like whole and then just chocolate drizzle and then marshmallows on top it was like mini marshmallows but it was it was still really good um so i yeah i didn't even know those existed i never saw those before and i might not see them again but they're like yeah we're just trying this out the past few months or something which is more of a summer thing you would think but um but we had it for christmas um and then i snuck on to uh apartment building rooftop that was really fun um 
it was with uh, some of my friends from um, home and in Pittsburgh uh, downtown there's a big light up Christmas tree and we wanted to see that so we parked like right next to it in a parking garage and it was connected to a building and we got lost and well we just went down the wrong elevator and um, we ended up in this elevator this is such a crazy story I don't even know how to um, tell it exactly but so we went in a resident only elevator um, this is so crazy like to tell it fully like it takes a while but it is crazy so um, it like I don't like telling it because it sounds unbelievable and it is unbelievable but it did happen and you know I don't flimsy up the number so um, see that's that's what it that's why it's good to have that credibility with not flimsying up the numbers because when you do tell an unbelievable story, people are like, no way, that's unbelievable. And I'm like, I know, but it happened. So people can actually believe you. But um, when, pe when people tell me stories, even if they are true, but they have that reputation of like, I know they really flimsy up the numbers. Um, like then it takes me out of the story. Like I'm, I'm deciphering what is probably true about what they said and like the underlying truth is like you know i'm trying to think of um like uh this guy told me a story um about like how he had bad dates and stuff and the one bad date was he went over to some lady's house from tinder um meeting for the first time she had a pool and he's like oh it was a uh, um <laughs> And this could have been completely true, I don't know, but um, he said, oh, it was a real scorcher of a of a day. It was like a 104 or something. And like, cause that makes it more, um, like I understand story. So I, when people say stuff, I understand why they say it and like that stuff. Like, so he, he said that to validate a better reason why he would go to some stranger's pool. Um, and uh and so yeah it was a real scorcher and so i was like if, if you left that part out i wouldn't that wouldn't make the story worse to me it takes them out of the story if they're they flimsy up the numbers so oh, i feel like i'm talking so much but um i'm having a lot of fun and um oh, i shook it i'm sorry um uh so yeah, so um, that doesn't affect the story for me unless I feel like you're lying or flimsying up the numbers. Um, and so, and then he went on to say blah, 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 it went bad. And then she stormed into the house and, uh, and then she shut off all the lights and it was pitch black and I couldn't see and, like anything. And like, that couldn't have been true. Because also in the in the beginning he said there were layer there layer when I got there there were like a bunch of candles and uh, and he didn't include the part where she blew out all the candles so there either weren't candles or there were candles and he could see either way um, he kind of has a reputation of flimsy up the numbers to me so um, so that story uh, wasn't so the point is. 
since I built up this trust with you guys, because I don't flimsy up the numbers and you could fact check me, um, and you could talk to these people that, that went to, to this, uh, went on this journey with me. So, um, so there were, there were like two places you could go down the elevator and I chose one of them, you know, just out of, cause it seems simpler path to get to. And when I pushed the button to go down, it didn't, nothing happened, nothing happened, excuse me. And, uh, like, this is weird. And then like, it must be a big building or, you know, whatever. Um, someone else was on the elevator and, uh, and then finally someone, someone came off on our floor. And so we went on and you, what we realized is you need a key because there's a public one to, to get off for people parking there, to, like who paid to park there. And then people who are also a resident of the apartment building that's connected to that uh, parking garage um, is also there. So we needed like a key to, to push the buttons. So we, at first we tried to go to the bottom and then uh, that didn't work. And we went to the second floor and then two girls came on and they were confused too. They're like, we're trying to get to blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, and then somehow, so we just stayed on there and the doors closed and then nothing moved. And uh, they had like Chipotle or something. So I was like, oh, we're gonna all divvy this up if we're, if we're stuck on here. Um, and so funny, dude. I should be a comedian, I am. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> and then after a few minutes, we started going up and we're like, whoa. <laughs> and, uh, and we went up to like the 12th floor out of 14 or something. And when we got off, it was like a hotel slash resident. We didn't fully figure out that, out that whole thing, but um, uh, so how that happened is someone, someone on the 12th floor called the elevator and we just happened to be on it and it went up. And so then we, we got off and like, <laughs> you know, we explored and there was a whole um, like, what is it called? Like a rec room with uh, foosball and ping pong and a coffee maker and couches and stuff like that. And, um, and that was, we were like, we did it. Like, this is hilarious. I can't believe this happened. And, uh, and then, um, and then they were like, oh, let's try to get to the penthouse. Like we're, we're this far. We might as well go all the way. So, um, Okay, so then we went to the stairs and the stairs didn't go up anymore So there's like a private stairway to get to the penthouse or whatever We're like oh dang. Okay, let's go back on the let's go back on the elevator and like You know try it again, or you know, we didn't fully understand the whole thing yet. So we hit penthouse And we stayed there for like less than five minutes and just talking um, and just saying like how crazy this is and stuff and then and then we started going up again and we went to the penthouse dude and the person who ding who called the elevator uh, was with his dog and um, and we were nervous because some penthouses like in Mad Men if, if you guys have watched that that um, Don Draper's penthouse was uh, 
like the I think the elevator opened right to his to his living room so we were like nervous that that was gonna happen um but once I realized that it didn't I was like you know you in those situations you just have to pretend that you belong and then you all of a sudden belong so um so the guy dinged it and he looked like surprised that someone was on it and um <laughs> and looking back like he obviously must know that we didn't belong there because we we're like you know 20 somethings um that he's never seen before and uh and so i just like okay and then i walked in and then um and then i didn't know where to go but i just kept walking um so that guy would be like hey you you don't belong here or whatever um and so we walked around there and then eventually we, we found the door to the top of the building and the top of the building no crap had a basketball court a hot tub um like fire fire pits or whatever um a giant um chest for no reason um like i'm sure that gets used a lot but i was like oh my gosh this is there because um this is this is here this is there um because uh i i visited um my dad's work when he worked at uh pbg um place which is like the big uh building that looks like a glass castle in um if you're not familiar with Pittsburgh, it, it's uh, an Inspector Gadget. Um, <laughs> uh, so, um, what was I gonna say? Oh, so I was up there visiting my dad, like literally almost two years to the day ago. No, three years to the day ago. And um, I saw that there was a basketball court on below him, below his level. And uh, I was like, who, that's so crazy that someone like literally plays basketball on top of a roof in the middle of a city. That's so crazy. Um, and, and then all of a sudden, three years later, I was standing at it, like looking up at where I would have been. I so, that's so weird to me. Anyway, so we just like stayed up there and it was obviously freezing because December in Pittsburgh, um, but it was like totally worth it and so cool. And um, there's like a little bit of snow up there and we threw snow down from the top just because it was cool and we made sure that there was nothing below us but um we wanted it was like i think it was 14 14 stories up so we wanted to hear for some reason we really wanted to hear it hit the ground um and uh and so we threw it off and i think the snow was like too you know not um heavy enough or you know whatever of subs of substance so i think we threw a penny off um and again we made sure there was no one be below us um but it fell for so long it felt like forever and then finally here uh and we're like oh my gosh and like i don't know why that was so interesting and important to us but it was and um and then we're like, okay, we, we've had enough. Like, I just wanted to stay there forever because, uh, so the hot tub was closed because it was December. There were no basketballs um, up there, so we couldn't actually play basketball. And um, and the fireplaces weren't uh, able to turn on, I guess. I don't think I even tried, but um, 
so we literally just stood there and looked like we're in the middle of the city and you could see like the lights of Christmas and um, the the tree that we were talking about you could see it from up there and it was just like such such a cool this is inspiring me to be a thief view and <laughs> weird experience that like was so improbable to get to the penthouse it's so crazy like it, I think three times it had to be called for us to um, and us to be on it for us to get to where we were just absolutely insanity so so then then we finally went down to the tree which is what we wanted to do the whole time and by that it was then it was like 10 o'clock or something and uh and the tree was off and we we're like what what happened like i just assumed that it would be on until dawn you know um like why would you shut it off and uh because there's like always people milling around in the city or whatever um and uh and we we're so bummed and we we're like ah oh, you know it's it's still beautiful like obviously it's not lit up but like it's still huge and there's an ice rink around the um around the tree um kind of like 30 rock but i think the tree is above the skating rink but in pittsburgh the the rink is around the Rosie, um, around the, uh, the tree. And, um, and so we just like sat there and, um, the Zamboni was going on, on the, on the ice. So I was like, oh, you know what? Um, they probably just stopped it for the Zamboni. And, um, and they were like, oh, really? And I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying to, you know, have a reason for why it wouldn't be because I can't think of any other reason. And then lo and behold, the Zamboni goes off and the tree goes on. And we're like, what, this is amazing. And it was way cooler with it lit up. Like we were trying to be like, oh, it's still cool, you know, with the, without it. But it was like immaculate with, the, with that stuff. So um, that was really cool. Uh, really cool experience it just it made it so much better that we were like oh you know you know you can't win them all we we just went to the top of a building you know that we had no business of being on like i'm cool if that's the only thing i do this whole week or whatever um even though it was uh christmas that week um but then when it actually came on it was like oh my god it was so cool Yeah, that was that was a good night. Um, oh, and then uh, one of the people that we that we were hanging out with um, uh, had a hot tub. Has a hot tub. I don't want to flimsy up the numbers. At least, no. It was at least one a.m. Yeah, uh, and we were we were playing twenty questions, which is such a stupid like game, and we were like so tired and like the the um hot tub was so hot and we were in there for way too long like at least two hours again I I don't like to flimsy up the numbers but I think it was I think it was over two hours but two hours nevertheless but um you're only supposed to be in there like 15 minutes I think but it was so freezing outside um that it like made it more tolerable and kind of more fun because it was like oh I'm so cold oh it's so warm oh 
how's that cold? Oh, it's so warm. Um, but toward the end, I was like almost fully sitting out to like cool down because it was like so hot um, for so long. And um, but yeah, since we were we were like getting loopy because of how late it was, first of all, and being in there way too long. So like the 20 questions were getting really bad. But anyway, it was really, it's really weird, wild night. Um, and uh, I don't know, I, for some reason I just thought like we were all sober and like, you don't have to have like weird, wild, crazy nights, um, not sober. I don't know. Maybe that's just like the puritanicalness in me or whatever. But um, and then I went to the Heinz History Center with Tatum. If you guys know loyal listeners, um, I only hang out with people that have done the podcast. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. Um, uh, yeah, so that was really fun. The original reason was to go for Mr. Rogers exhibit there but that took like less than 10 minutes to look at. And it was honestly quite underwhelming, um, but it was, I'm glad I went, but um, like our whole, like we both love Mr. Rogers. So that was gonna be, that was like a whole reason to hang out. And then we we're like, I guess we would just look at everything else here because <laughs> that was down to 10 minutes. Um, and, uh, and it was nice and um and like i think maybe this is too personal or something but um i think i'm like i have an insecurity that um uh i have to have a reason to hang out with people sometimes like especially people like tatum who i think are so cool and um i don't see them a lot so uh it, it feels weird to me to just say like, hey, do you want to hang out for four hours or whatever it was? Like, I think that's how long we hung out. Um, let, let me double check because you, you know, you know, your boy can't flimsy up anything. See, like, it's not even good to not flimsy up the number sometimes because you just get, uh, you you get in your own way. Like Rob Lowe talks about how um, he likes to say, don't let the facts. Um, ruin a good story or something and like sure if you could tell it believably and and stuff like that go for it i guess um <clears throat> and like you could flimsy up stuff but don't like really lie um but uh so yeah it was it was four and a half hours and pittsburgh's such such a small kind of city that um like if your parents or especially if your grandparents are, are from here that you're gonna know someone in in that museum or like you know know someone who knows someone in it for sure um <clears throat> so my my great grandfather um his picture is in there's like a little bocce corner like about the history of bocce or something and uh his picture is there is what my uncle told me so um that's cool and then Tatum knew a few people uh, in the pictures, like there was a boxing something um, and she's into boxing and uh, she knew one of the guys 
the dad of the guy or something 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 um and she's a um training assistant for uh for sports teams and which this was right before the Demar Hamlin thing so um and I asked her this is actually really interesting to me um I asked her I was like do you ever get like nervous running out to people who are hurt during a game and she's like no I never get nervous like I just you know it's a job so I I just assess and then I know what to do and then I do it and that's just what it is I was like but like don't you feel bad like they're so like I don't even look like looking at um that when they get hurt and stuff because like they're just laying there like especially football they're like huge beasts that are like have no body fat and or like huge muscles and um and also fat and beasts are like hurt and you need to help them and um and like worse than feeling the pain of uh the physical pain of hurting getting hurt like your mcl or whatever like this means your livelihood like everything you've been working towards since you were a kid you don't get to do that for six weeks or something and that's like half a season if you know if you're doing football um so yeah like that's that's just a lot of emotion that you have to deal with running out like you have to be always on on like in the game watching and then if you see someone you're like is that is he hurt or is he is he just get up slow or and then like that whole thing just sounds like so like not a fun job um but uh and then you know they saved that damar hamlin's life who's from pittsburgh um grew up like 40 minutes from me or something uh, i think he's a year younger um but we like i watched him play in person i think at pitt probably too but um definitely when my high school played his high school and we beat him whatever but um <laughs> it's not the point of the story uh but uh yeah like she's doing really good um a really hard job and uh demanding job and like i think is scary job i guess she doesn't think it's a scary or she's just being modest or something but um yeah it's uh that's crazy to me but um <laughs> so the next thing is uh um i'm a corned beef hash slinging slasher <laughs> um i don't know if you know what corned beef hash is i didn't care to know what it was it always looked really gross to me and then uh pete got it at a place called Cuff coffee cup with two k's um uh at in lynchburg and um he's like i don't know what this is he's always he always gets the weirdest cheapest thing on the menu um he's he's more he wants to get something more weird than it is cheap but it always ends up being cheap because like the weird stuff is cheap um and uh so we got corned beef hash and i don't think he ever got it before either and um it was really good he he let me try it i ended up having it i wrote it down three out of five days in a row oh and then i got it again at the tea room <laughs> um 
<laughs> with the triarchs, but it does look really gross, especially if you don't make it crispy. So, um, so every time I'm gonna get it, if I get it again, which I will definitely, um, I'm gonna ask for it crispy, I think. Uh, but it's really, yeah, it's really weird looking. So that's it. Um, I don't know how long I went, but it felt like forever. Um, and uh, like and subscribe. Thank you for everything you've you've done so far. Um, I got a decent reaction to uh, the Christmas stuff that I did. Um, I might do more topical stuff like that, but it was a lot of work, and um, especially during uh, Christmas time when I was trying to be more um, relaxed. Because, man, it's gonna be another five minutes, but um, I didn't realize like how much I worked until until I look back. But like s since the breakup, I think I've been working like a ton. Um, like I'm always in the office and I rarely take a day off, like a full day off. And if I do, it's to do other stuff that's productive, like do laundry or go to Target or run other errands that I can't think of. Like I have, right now I have clothes in my car that I wanna drop off to Goodwill um, that I don't want or need anymore. And um, you know, stuff like that. So, uh, that made me feel okay more okay about taking off that like two weeks almost or whatever um and yeah i travel a lot like i'm blessed to to have that option like i always visit pete all the time and i went to detroit for no reason and <laughs> um stuff like that uh and actually this weekend i'm going to um the mountains like a cabin in the mountains by a lake i think um with uh, my myrtle parents and my Myrtle sister and my Myrtle brother-in-law and my Myrtle nieces and nephews. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, that'll, that'll be really fun. Um, but uh, it's definitely not financially wise to do that. But like, if I spend money on something, I wanna spend money on experiences and I can't get these experiences back and I might leave soon, so just, I don't know, it makes more sense in a full life way than a financial way. But um, yeah, that's, uh, but as I was saying, like it was because I work a lot that I feel like it's okay. Even though the work that I do feels like, <laughs> maybe I'll so um, yesterday I was talking to my therapist about um, uh, how my, podcast is like explaining it to someone is it would be really hard because um I work on it like a, a crazy amount of hours like an unnecessary amount to people would think I guess and uh and it feels so silly because it feels like I'm just like in their in their spinning um uh cotton candy like, cause it's just like so nothing. Um, like I, I like to think, I think I talk about like important stuff, like life's lessons that I learned from kickball and stuff like that. And like, sure we have fun. Like I like to laugh on it too. And I hope you do too. Um, uh, but like, it feels like this is such a vacuum kind of thing where only a few people listen to it. 
And so it feels like I, uh, it doesn't have any legs. Like what's the end goal with this podcast? And I don't know. And I'm trying to figure that out, but, um, I feel like I'm spooling like a bunch of, uh, <laughs> um, cotton candies and I just keep doing this and then I drop it off on like literally everyone that follows me uh, doorstep and then some people eat it some people only eat the clips of it some people just let it leave it outside and you know the rain disintegrates it because it you know how if you put gun candy in water it disintegrates um, so uh, I don't know why I brought that up. Oh, it's just funny that, um, like, even though I, I work a lot, it just like feels like it's not really work because it's something I want to do. It's it's what I it's exactly what I want to do. Um, um, but I do like work on it and I put in a lot of time and stuff. So, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, this is just part of my 10,000 hours of who knows what I need uh, or uh what this will be working towards but maybe that's what we'll find out in the next chapter uh when i move or if i move and well i'll definitely move but i guess in theory it could be somewhere still in myrtle um okay that's it hope this made you think and please keep in touch Come on and talk.